Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. We're going to talk about this morning the information necessary to turn defeat into victory. And I don't know about you, but I like I would like to hear anything about that. Anybody want to turn defeat into victory? I do. I want to be able to overcome. The Bible says I'm an overcomer. I want to be able to overcome. The Bible says that I am victorious. I want to have victory in my life. So when we start realizing that the word of God is literally showing us what we want. These are things we want in life. But I I don't know if we, we forgot to pay attention to this because most of us are going through life and not expecting this. Yeah, that's quiet. Yeah, exactly. Total dead silence. Because that's what happens. We're we're not having what the Word of God says, by faith, living by faith. And what is living by faith? Is not faith the Greek language that we've seen many, many times? Confident expectation? So what is your confident expectation for? We're silent again. Oh my gosh, what's going on in here? Or you're just in deep thought. You made a confession that now I'm going to be in deep thought on this. What we need to understand is, is, is and I, I tried to explain this in, in a simplified manner for people that do not understand what the Bible teaches concerning faith or what the definition of faith is or how faith is operated in. And I can tell you, if you've been a Christian for a very long time, most of what you heard is wrong. There we go, silence again. And in the area of faith, most of the understanding of faith is opposite of what real life is about. And again, that's wrong. So what we have to do is we have to use common sense. How many like common sense? All right. Not stupid sense, common sense. All right. Because we can all do stupid sense. Amen. All right. Three of us, including me. All right. But the point is, is what we have to understand is, is your ability to operate in faith is, is real right now. Now, I know the word faith is usually tied to super Christian, super pastor, super guy, whatever, and and we establish it as some type of super spiritual person. But the point is, is faith is what you all operate on everyday life. The problem is, it's the reciprocal of what the Bible teaches. In other words, you're doing the opposite of what God wants in the area of faith. You have confident expectation that you're going to fail. You have confident expectation that you're sick and stay sick. You have confident expectation that your marriage sucks and it'll stay sucky. You have confidence. You have faith in operation, but we don't want to hear this type of faith because we don't want to believe that that expectation is affecting the results of our life, and it is. It is 100%. Why? Because it is faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen in operation. You don't have to see something to create fear. You establish fear before it even happens. You're operating through assumption that terrible things are going to happen, so you operate in fear. 
Again, that's the reciprocal, the opposite of faith. You've got light and dark, dark and light. And so what we have to do is we have to recognize that and go, yeah, I'm good at talking bad to myself. I'm good at thinking bad thoughts. I'm good at expecting bad. Anybody in here I'm talking to? Right. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to just think about it. Think about your ability to think negative. I know I'm not asking you to love it. I'm not asking you to be excited about the way you operate your life right now. But what I want you to do is I want you just to see it. Because that is a position of faith. Now, if we can change what that belief is, if we can change what you're expecting, what you're believing, there's the transition. That's what the word of God is trying to get you to do. We want a religious concept of repent and not a Bible concept. And a religious concept of repent has to do with you, you stopping or not doing something. The, the truth of repentance is turning the process of how you think all the way around. Just flipping it and saying, I think this way. I will no longer think this way. I will now think this way. That is repentance. That is the Bible word for repentance. Now I know religiously it's tied to the sins you make, which is wrong. Totally. But most of you heard it this way. I'm trying to help you understand the Bible. Okay. I guarantee you once you're operating more in the concept of this transition of believing good, expecting good, looking forward to what God's word says, guarantee you sin less. Guarantee it. Because there's a transition in how you view things in life, how you define things in life, which will ultimately change you, change how you operate in your life today. So that's what we want. Amen. So we need to recognize the difference to see differently. See differently. Remember last week I went through uh, James, and I'm going to end tonight today about uh, the what James is talking about. But remember, James is is the half brother of Jesus. He's the pastor of the church of Jerusalem, and and they've been going through this process a time of of really growing and learning. But what's happening is they're slowly going into persecution. They're slowly getting attacked. Now, pretty soon, there's going to be an all-out war where Paul's going to lead a warfare and kill Christians. But right now, it's pretty, it's pretty chill. It's pretty, you know, they're, they're learning, they're growing. They're having a little opposition, mainly from uh, Jewish leaders, the religious uh, Jews of the day. But, you know, that's, you know, dealing with family members. You know what I'm saying? Right? But then there comes a time when it becomes strong attack, strong oppression, and the concept of live or die type actions in life. And now the pressure's pressing on them. And so they go to James and says, hey, things are getting rough. Could God have his hand in this? They weren't specifically blaming, but they were blaming. But what they were doing is they were doing the religious way of saying God's involved, but God's not doing it. You ever heard people talk that way? And this is what happens is, is 
James is writing to the church. They've written letters. They're saying, James, what about this? And how do we do this? How do we fix this? So James writes to them and answers their questions. He says this to them. That's very, very important. And it's so important for us to hear and never forget. And that is a command. He says, don't you ever. And he uses a double negative. Don't you ever. Don't you ever. That's how he's talking. All right. Just so you understand, I don't want to make it thou with, don't do it if. We're not talking that way. He's talking normal. I'm talking normal. He says, don't you ever, don't ever say that God is tempting me. Don't you ever. And then we go, well, it's not a temptation, it's a test. Same Greek word in the Bible. Well, no, it's okay, it's not a test. It's not, it's a tr he's trying, nope, same Greek word in the Bible. Now you're running out of excuses of blaming God. So the Bible's saying, don't ever, never say God is testing me, God is trying me, and God is doing this. Don't ever do it, because God does not do these things. And then he goes on to say, and we, we saw this last week where this is, but let me tell you what God does. And it's like, oh my gosh, let me reveal God. God isn't the one that's bringing darkness in your life. God isn't, you know, a bang, crash, destruction, sickness, disease, you know, just destroying anything. That's not God. That's the devil. That is pure devil. Still kill and destroy. God brings life. God brings life and abundant life. God brings health and abundant health. God brings prosperity and abundant prosperity. That's the way God operates. He created a body. Your bodies. How are your bodies created? Let me ask you something. Were your bodies created to create sickness and disease? No, your body is created to heal itself. What do you think a fever is? It's a sick. No, it isn't. It's your body fighting. Fighting for what? To be healed? God created that body that way, and here we are. We're making every excuse we can to stay in the position of destruction, death. And, and James says, don't ever say it, guys. He goes, I understand you're trying to make it a, 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 a soft landing with God. You know, maybe, maybe God's using this. Maybe God maybe God's has his hand in it, but he's not doing it. And he's going, no, 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 no. Don't go that way. Don't go that way. Amen? So we got that last, last Sunday. So he said, don't say I'm tempted. You know, the word tempt is the word pirazo, and it literally means to pierce. So it, it's, it's showing this picture of a crushing, a piercing action where there's pain and hurt. And God says, no, that's not me. That's not me. I'm not training that way. I'm not teaching that way. So man, brush that stuff off and give yourself a, a, a double negative saying, no, they ain't God, they ain't God. Your washing machine breaks down. Well, God must have broke my washing machine. I mean, I've heard people say stupid. Anybody hear people say stupid? Just look straight ahead. Don't turn to your neighbor. Yeah, I heard him say stupid today. No. So James is just, James is just letting them know. Listen, 
We can't go that way. So he starts the letter off really powerful, and he presents to them a big, big answer to the questions they're asking him. Because, see, they're in a place, again, James, you know, we were here, and now we're, we're not we're not having this real awesome life anymore. It's getting hard. And now we're concerned. I mean, what do we do wrong? Things are going good. Now things are going bad. What's, what are we doing? Is it, it, and so it's what, it's what we do. We blame, we point fingers. And that's exactly what they start doing. And I get it because what happens a lot of times, and it's because of bad teaching, but this is the life of following Jesus, not the week of following Jesus, not, you know, the month of, not a year. This is life. And everything in life has a process of time. Your birth on this earth, you don't start driving the next month. Right? So what we look at is, is we take off the understanding of what? Natural principles. And we lose the ability to see spiritual truths because we're not looking at a natural principle. So there's a long time involving life. There's the place of maturing, the place of growing, the place of being stronger. Mentally, physically, right? And that's the journey. And it's the same in the faith, same exact way. There's some areas you're strong in. There's maybe many areas you're not. And there might be many areas you're strong in and maybe a few, whatever. The point is, is that's the real you. But we amplify negatives, don't we? We are great at amplifying negatives. I mean, you can do good, good, good and screw up and go, God, stupid. You just define yourself. That's crazy. How can you do good, 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 and all of a sudden you're stupid. Does that make sense? We do that, don't we? Now you turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking to you now. Just be bold. Just turn him. Yeah, but he's talking to you. Or most of you are too scared to do that, so I must be right. <laughs> so James gives us key to turn defeat into victory, and that's what we're going to look at this morning. James 1, verse 2. My brothers and sisters, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. If anything, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So, Paul is, I mean, James is communicating something of the answer of how to live life in the midst of what? A battle. In the midst of a battle. He goes further in to explain to him, don't get in a battle and blame God. Don't blame God because it isn't God. Now he starts this letter like, it's just like, good news, good news. And he says, what? We're having problems, James. 
We're going through all kinds of problems. We're having issues in our life and, and, and we're falling, we're failing, we're being crushed, we're being pressed out, we're, 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 we're scared. How do we fix this? How do we fix this, Brother James? Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. See, that, isn't that a beautiful answer? No, it isn't a beautiful answer. You're going through hell in your life and so it says, hey, throw a party, it's awesome. You're like, what? Now, I can understand if you're reading this, you know, in the English translation and you're, you're looking at it through the eyes and ears of what we have to read in here. James communicates to them in Greek and they're not, they're not missing the teaching. They're understanding completely what he's teaching, and it's bringing hope. It's bringing life. It's bringing light, illumination. And that's what I'm going to do for us this morning. Let's bring some illumination. Let's bring some light, because this Bible is the same yesterday and today and forever. This information is relevant for right now. Everybody say right now. Say ahorita. Right now. This Bible is for right now. The word is for right now. Now I know. I'm going to move into an area where this is going to be difficult because it's pretty dark in a lot of places where people are. They're in the midst of battles. They're in the midst of ugly. And usually it's not a pretty picture. You've got fear, worry, doubt, concern, anxiety, hopelessness. I mean, that y'all know I'm talking the truth, right? So you're in the midst of that. And now this Bible comes along and says, hey, count it all joy. And you're like going, where? This is how we have success. Because he's telling us to do something by God, through the Holy Spirit, God. The onustos, God breathed information. In other words, breath is life. This, this happened back in 70 AD, and it's happening in 2023. Right now, this word is alive. It's breath. And I'm telling you, if you want to get empowered to overcome, you'll listen. And you'll receive, and you're going to put this to use. And that's how you're going to have victory. See, everybody in here understands that. That's common sense. If you want to be stronger, if you want to be better, healthier, you, you, you establish the ABCDs, the one, two, threes of what you need to do differently, right? These are what, this is what I need to do different. This way puts on pounds, And I want to change, so I'm going to have to do this. One, two, three, four, five, six. What happens? You, you, you be better. So things are changing. This is life. Y'all understand it. We put Christianese on, and we don't have a clue. It's the Bible. This is life. Period. 
This is your life right here. It's, the problem is, is for thousands of years, it's been religionized. For thousands of years, it's been turned into a foreign language called Christianese. And we get saved. Look, <laughs> you praise the Lord, brother. And you don't even know the person. And they're looking at you like, what? And we're talking scripture to people that aren't saved. And they're like, what? And we think that's our responsibility. And the Bible, con <laughs> I mean, the Bible literally says, don't do that. And we do that. We want to win people to Jesus. So we, we let them know you're going to burn in hell. That if you don't change everything right now, you'll never be accepted. We come with these stupid, stupid comments that aren't even in the Bible. But we think it's God. Why? That's what I'm talking about, people. Thousands of years of, of nasty. This word is not, I mean, this word is not nasty. It's life, an abundant life. And I want y'all in here, everyone in here, to get hold of this stuff. So you walk out of this place going, oh, I'm going to own Monday. I come in Sunday to receive information that's going to change my life. And now I'm going to leave. I'm going to walk in Monday and own it. As a matter of fact, I'm going, to own, I'm going to own Sunday night. But again, it's just, it's a process eliminating things that you, yeah, listen, I never did anything with a negative heart concerning church. Never. I didn't have this evil, bad heart. But the point is, is you do what you know. And the more information you get, the more wisdom, the more transition, transformation takes place. People, that's life. That's what I want you to understand. I want you to see the process of growth because you all see it in the natural and you don't have a problem with it. I know when you're a teen, you want to be older real quick and then you're going to get older and you're going to go, God, I wish I wasn't old. Too late, too late. You wanted to get there so quick. Now it's on you. The bill comes due. Before, you don't even know what a bill is and you're sitting there wanting to push this life Push it. Birthdays, bring it, bring it. Now, see? But guess what? We were all that way. Yes. Weren't we? We were all that way. Gosh, oh, I wish I had wisdom spoken to me back then. Man, if I did, I'd probably still be 15. <laughs> Count it all joy. Let's look at this. <clears throat> Count it all joy. It, what? It didn't say, count it all happiness. It said, count it all joy. This is the word for kara. It's an inward power from knowledge. An inward power from knowledge. Joy is an inward power from knowledge. The word count it, it's a mathematical term, okay? Mathematical term. So what it's telling us is when it says, count it all joy, it's saying, take calculation. One plus one equals two. Two plus two equals four. Four plus four equals eight. Eight plus eight equals 16. Can't go any further. I went to Trevor Brown. No, I'm just kidding. 
mathematical. <laughs> Do you guys hear what I'm saying? Mathematical, it makes sense, and it continues to be bigger and bigger and bigger. So you're calculating. Everybody say calculating. So this is what I want you to understand. James is talking this way. They hear what he's saying. So they're saying, okay, in the midst of this thing that we're seeing, I need to calculate, count it all, and then joy. Well, joy is not an emotion. Do you guys hear me? Joy is not an emotion. Happiness is an emotion. Joy is that inward experience that rises up within you, that gives you that, just that, that, that swelling of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy. Christmas. So, <laughs> I know I can be stupid. I mean, not stupid, but silly, but... When do we do this? When do we count it all joy? And this is where it really affects us in a wonderful way. When, everybody say when. when. Not if. When. when. Well, how many in, the, in, in all honesty, you believe that starting today, you'll never ever have a problem ever again? In all honesty. I mean, come on. Yeah, no one, no one was going, I do. Because you know that's, that's unrealistic, right? I wouldn't even do that. Now, do I want problems? No. Do I want to have challenges? Do I want to have pressures? Do I want to have tests, trials, temptations? Oh my, no. But what do I understand? I understand the word of God that they're going to come when. But see, I'm a different level now because I have a different perception. I have a different viewpoint. This is what I'm trying to help you all get to. We gotta have a different viewpoint and we'll overcome. I, I promise, I promise you, you'll turn defeat into victory. I promise you it will. But you've got to learn. You have to learn this information. This is what the Bible's for. It's for us to receive this instruction. So let's receive it, okay? So he says, when, that, that's written in the subjunct, subjunctive tense. It means that it's gonna happen and when it happens, it's out of nowhere. It's like, this hit me from blind side. Because if you know there's a problem come, you can get ready. Right? It's, it's like getting, ready, getting on a roller coaster and you're going down and you know. You know it's coming, so you're all ready. Whatever you need to do. All right? With me, it ain't tightening up. It's loose up. But the point is, is you're preparing. You guys seeing this? Well, this is saying out of nowhere. When? Whoa, where did this come from? Those are the worst. I'm not, I'm not, this, this is the worst. You can have, you know, well, I didn't pay my bill for three months. Well, I know it's coming. They're going to start coming, right? Well, because you already knew. You didn't pay for three months. Right? So it's not like going, why are you guys begging for, why are you guys attacking me? Because you know. But there could be something that comes where you didn't know. And this is what he's talking about, okay? So he says, when. You don't anticipate it. And it's not if. It's when. He says to, to do what? Count it all joy. Now, the, when you look at the Greek word joy, 
It's an outward manifestation of that inside excitement. Outward manifestation. What would that be? Um, I'm the guy that picks lottery numbers. You have lottery tickets, a billion dollars. I call out your number. What are you going to do? Throw a fit? Get mad? Cry? No, what are you going to do? You're going to swell up and go crazy. The first thing you do is just, you're going to get, I read your lottery numbers. And now you're like, oh, oh. and then you, I got to go to pastor and give it money. That's prophesying over you right now. Do you hear what I'm saying? So what happens is it's that concept of it flowing and action. You throw in a party. So it says, count all joy. In other words, throw a party when. Now you're looking at this going, no, no, no. This don't make sense. Exactly. It makes sense for you to be in fear, worry, doubt, anxiety, complain, throw a fit, blame, wallow in it, pity parties. To look at life and say you're screwed again. To be in misery. To make other people miserable. And that's what we do in life. Or we look at this and we realize, wait a minute, there's a position in life that I'm getting from James about how to win. He says, you change your mindset. You calculate this information of how to operate in the midst of this ugliness. He says, when you fall into not if, when you fall into. The word fall into is something that we don't want to hear either because it's, it's used in another area in the Bible. So this is like the second time it's used, this specific term. And it literally is the picture of, remember the good, the, the good Samaritan? And he, and he helped this one guy that was beaten, stripped naked, robbed of everything he had, almost dead. The Bible says that man fell to these thieves. The same word. So what it's saying is, is this is a devastating period in your life. It's not simple. It's not easy. It's not a quick fix. It's not, oh, I, can, I can weigh this. I can get this one. I can get this one done. It's a position where you're looking and you're hopeless. You're hurt. You're banged up. Now, why is this so important? Because this is the worst of the worst, and God's given us an answer for the worst of the worst. We're not talking about something where I can endure, I'll get through this, I'll be able to, you know, I'm strong enough. God's coming on the scene now where there's no power. You're in the position of, I feel like I'm gonna die. It's that bad. And he says, I need you to understand something. In the midst of that time, when you don't have hope, it's time to turn it around and start calculating hope through joy. Just start. How do you do that? Well, it's that expectation, that faith, that belief of the knowledge that you have now that will give you the ability to be strengthened in the midst of what looks like odds totally against you. That's what we want. That'll, that'll change people. That'll turn heads. That'll make people go, man, what are you doing? How, do you, how are you able to? That's what we want to be. That's being salt and light on this earth. 
the ability to go through these ugly, difficult times on top of the game. On top of the game. Challenges are going to come. They're going to come. But the word of God is telling us we have the ability to overcome them. Are you guys listening? He says, when you fall into multiple trials, multiple trials, he's not, he's not saying there's just one way. He's saying there's all kinds of ways. The reason why this is important is, is James is trying to show them something of how the enemy works. Remember, Jesus is walking on this earth, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the Bible says he was tempted, tested by the devil, and he was tempted, tested by the religious leaders that were of the devil. Now, we're talking about the religious leaders that were all church people. They went to the temple. They were the leaders. They were the ones that said, this is how you serve God. They're tempting, testing, and trying Jesus. It's the same word. In other words, they're not doing that just to find out what the right answer is. They're trying to crush him, destroy him, hurt him. How? By their attack in their testing, just like the devil did. And Jesus overcame all that. And we are supposed to do the same. So we are attacked multiple ways, just as Jesus was. What are we going to choose? Are you going to choose calculate joy in your life? Or are you going to choose calculate hopelessness? See, you're going to do one or the other. One is connected to the way you've always done things. Or you become new by receiving the new information. See, the new creation is a done deal, but there's no operation until you get new information. Are you guys listening? You're a new creation according to the word of God. You become a new creation, but there's no operation until there's new information. Once you get the new information, then you operate according to the new creation. Do you guys see this? So you're going through life. Oh, yeah, you're born again. You're, 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 you're one with Christ. You're part, of the, you're part of his family. And you're living like the most miserable person on planet Earth. That is not God's fault. Do not blame it on God. That's what James says. you got to look at it and realize, I need new information. I need to change how I see this. Why? Because this is what James says. It's in the word. It's in the scripture to help you change. He's giving you information to change. It's right here. So now we listen to him and go, okay, all right, tough times. It's, it's over, overwhelming right now, but I need to make a choice. In the midst, when I'm in this midst, when it's hurting, I need to start calculating what? New information. I'm like calculating truth is bring the truth, one, Another one equals two. I'm calculating new information, and now my old information is calculating two. It's tied to my past. My new information is saying, what does the word say? What does God say concerning this area? Listen, I'm just, I'm just starting this right now. I'm moving into what else takes place when you start going, no, 
I know it's tough. I know it's hard. It's the hardest thing I can do, but I'm going to choose joy. That opens the door. It opens the door to the supernatural power called endurance. The Bible translates it many times. Some newer translations translate it right, but patience. It's not patience. Patience is this picture of someone, you know, they're, they're, they're patient, but man, they just get ripped on, but they're just patient. That's not this word at all. Endurance is a strong, it's a strong word that, that shows someone in a courageous position. And so when you're enduring, that's not, well, you know, I just beat on me and I'll just make it through life and I'll endure. That's not the picture. That's not the picture. So he says what? He goes on and says, choose party over hopelessness. Choose joy. Then he says, knowing this. Knowing this is the, is the Greek word gnosko, but it's written in the participle, meaning know this, know this, know this, knowing this, and knowing this, and knowing this, and continue to know this. That's the way they're hearing this. They're hearing James tell them, man, you need to get this in you, and you get to keep it for you. Keep this information before you. Continue to know this. Know it today, and know it next week, and know it a year. Keep knowing this, knowing this, knowing this. Why? Because they're going to come. It's not one time. It's going to come. And so you sit there and go, wait, i got to press in. i got to press in this information, knowing this. Everybody say knowing this. The trying of your faith, the trying, the trying of your faith. What is faith? It's that, it's that belief, the confident expectation, right? It's what you're creating up here. Faith is your expectation. Faith is what you're seeing. So it's a trying, they ever say trying. See, this is the word dokimazo, which means experiment. The enemy is coming with an experiment <laughs> and he's and he's creating all kinds of things and experimenting is your faith real it, I'm, I'm done I'm gonna prove your faith so he comes in and starts attacking 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 and that's how he does it he's trying what your expectation He's trying your belief. He's trying your stance. And then all of a sudden he starts saying, well, if you were healed, you'd do this. And if you were, if you were prosperous, you'd do this. And he's, and he's attacking, attacking, attacking. He's doing his little experiments on you to find out what? Do you have authentic faith or not? That's what he's doing. Is it authentic? Is it authentic? Now, what are we going to do? We're either going to bow to him and cry and go, no, it's not or we're going to go, dude, bring it on. This is authentic fake. This is authentic. This is authentic faith. Ain't fake faith. It's authentic. You got mixed there. And that's what you're, you're, you're literally in the midst. Who's bringing it? Ain't the devil. It's not the devil. Later on, James says, also tempts, tests, and trials come because of you, your nastiness, not from who you are now, but from your past. It didn't say the tempt, test, trials come because 
you've been doing good and you're so perfect in what you do. No, it's because you decide to make a right or a left instead of going straight. Yeah, but that mad dog 4040 was pulling on me. Well, there you go. There's your, that, there's your problem right there. You don't know what that is? Good for you. Good for you. The point is, is this is the point. Nothing about it is God going, oh yeah, this is what I want for your life. No, it isn't. But he knows it's coming. So he says, I'm going to give you some power. Now we're going to move into supernatural power because he's saying, listen, you get, get understanding, get knowing this, that the trying your faith is going to what? It's going to prove, produce something. It's going to produce something. The trying of your faith is going to produce. It's going to work out something. Now, I mentioned it yesterday, but Qatar Godzomai, Qatar Godzomai is a compound of two words. In this word, it's showing you that there's, Ergodzomai is energy, Kata is a pushing down. So when you look at that word, it literally says it works or this, this process of downward motion to overcome you comes upon your life. It works out force top to bottom endurance. It works out. This force comes upon Where's this coming from? God. See, you're making a stand. And he's saying, I want you to stand. I want you to choose joy. You're, you're, you're taking God's word and going, I believe it. Uh, the misery's there. The problem's there. But I'm calculating that God's word's more powerful in this situation. So I'm going to, though it looks crazy to everybody, though all hell's breaking loose. I'm going to stand here like everything is good. And I'm going to start allowing joy to rise up within me. Why? Because you are in control of your mind. You only think the thoughts you think. You think happy, you be happy. You think sad, you be sad. You think angry, you be angry. It's you. So in the midst of anger, you can think happy and what? Be happy. Why? Because the thoughts are being changed. You're changing to think something different. The moment you think something different, your body believes you. 100%. Do you guys understand this? This is how our body's created. It believes you. This is how powerful this mind is to what you believe. If you change this belief, you'll change you. But your body's going to believe you. If you say you're a loser, your body believes it. If you say you never, your body believes it. Why do you think God is telling you? Keep the good confession. Speak the right things. And why? Because your body believes you. I've been saying this for years and years and years in this area. I use a lemon. And you literally can 
You can literally see a lemon and picture a lemon and, and think about a lemon, a lemon, a lemon, and peel the lemon and watch the juices. And then once I, I go through this whole process, and then I say, bite the lemon, and people go like this. There ain't nothing in your hand. But you believe you. And if you can believe that way, you can believe this opposite way. And your, your body, your life is going to believe that, yeah, you are all that. You are powerful. You are strong. You are courageous. You have the ability to overcome. When things come against you, no, you don't fall. You stand. When you're under pressure, you don't fold. You walk. You're going to believe yourself. Why? Because it's backed up with God. And he don't lie. The world lies. The world lies. God doesn't lie. He can't lie. He's truth. It's impossible for God to lie. In Bible college, we were learning this, a principle about God. God can't lie. People want to think, well, because he chooses not to. No, he can't lie. He's God. The moment he lies, he stops existing as God. You guys understand? That's theology. And the point is, is God can't lie. God is good. He's all good. He can't be bad. He's good. Once you realize these things, things become so much clearer when it comes to this word. God loves you. Period. Everything about his love is when you were the worst of the worst. And he loves you. You can talk trash, you can try to convince yourself otherwise, but that doesn't change his love. He loves you. Oh, by the way, greatly. Greatly loves you. Why would you not want to get this information in your life that someone greatly loves you? He's not going to run off on you. He's committed to you. Actually, he uses a double negative. He says, I will... Never, no, not never, never, never leave you. I will never, no, not never forsake you. That's his word to you. He ain't no liar. I know God's with me. Never leave me, never leave me. Never. Well, what if you do this? Don't matter. Never. Never is never. God doesn't lie. So we see this showing us that this energy is being pressed down upon us when we take a stand and say, I'm calculating to operate in joy right now. I'm calculating my, that my odds of overcoming are better because God's word is lining with it. It's lining with my belief. I'm believing what the word of God says. That alignment of truth, I calculate that I have a higher percentage of victory now because God said so. And now I'm just built, I'm mathematically, I'm saying, wait a minute, it's going even higher. It was 50 50, and now it's 75, and now it's nine, now it's 100%. I win. It's mine. Why? This process is happening. So he says, this works out endurance. Endurance is the ability to be, have weight upon you, but it not hinder or hold you. It's ability to keep on moving. It has a picture of courage in it. 
So when you look at endurance, it's not just, well, I hope I can make it through this. Oh, I just don't know. I'm going to be dragging to the finish line. That's not endurance. Endurance is this position where even though you feel the weight, even though the pressure's around you, you have the ability because what's inside of you has risen up and it's producing this supernatural strength to overcome. Remember the Bible says that Jesus endured the cross? Supernatural ability to go through that nightmare. How? By the joy, calculation, calculated joy that set before him. Joy rose up within him and that empowered him to ability to endure the cross. Are you guys hearing? He gave Jesus, you ain't dealing with no problem like he did. And he gave you the answer. He said, look unto Jesus. The Bible said, look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured. Woo! I'm going to look to Jesus. That's my master. I'm going to look to him. I'm going to look to my Lord and Savior. He's going to talk to me. He's going to say, come on, Daniel. You got this. You got this. Count it all joy. When? this comes upon you. When you, when you got blindsided, bam, and you're like going, where'd that come from? I don't deserve that. I'm a pastor. <laughs> no. I get smacked upside the head. Where'd that come from? Might be a little out of, you know, whoa, what happened? I don't, man, but I got to, I got to calculate, get it back together, bring it back together, get stability. Now I'm going to operate in joy. And that doctor, you go in there, all of a sudden, whack you upside the head, whack you right upside the head with incurable. Whack you upside the head. This is, we don't have answers for. Whack, what are you going to do? You can't, you can hope in them. What, if they're sitting there going, let me give you some medicine. Are you guys serious? And what are we going to do? We can't do this. I'm going to go to the one that knows tomorrow. He got the answer. He got the answer. You guys hear him. He says this, that this endurance, the ability to stand, the ability to bide, the ability to endure courageously. But I got to do what? I got to make the choice in the midst of this. Am I going to choose joy or am I going to fold? What am I going to do? See, that's the dilemma of the faith. You're going you're to do one or the other. Hopefully you start doing the small thing now. Start working on it now. Start working it on the, the areas where, you know, you have some breathing room. But start working on it. Don't, it's like God saying, cast all your care upon me for I care you. You know what we do? We don't, we don't cast anything on him until it's bad. But he said all care. And it's like, what are we doing? Because see, I'm telling you what's wrong is, is we're setting ourselves up for failure. You got to be faithful in the small things to be ruler over the great. That means I got to be faithful in this little area. I got to be faithful. I got to recognize my responsibility is, God, okay, I'm, I'm having an issue right now. I, I'm giving this to you. See, my mind be going, dude, man up. 
That isn't bad. That isn't something terrible. You can figure it out. Why should I do that when God said, give it to me? You got some, you got some, you got, you got anxiety going. You got some issues going right now. You're starting to, you're starting to get, you know, I don't have an answer. You better get it up there. Get it up there. And I promise you, I do this and it's amazing how, how answers come. It's an amazing thing. Sometimes I have to delay it because, you know, I am my, I'm super down. I can handle this. And then I go through all the ugliness of trying to wade my through for an answer. And then finally I got to go, okay, stop. Enough's enough. You ain't that. And then give it to God and all of a sudden, boom, there it is. And you're like going, then, then, then the devil goes, see, He's not good. Why would he help you again? You do this all the time. I know. I should have went earlier, hon. Devil's going, yeah, you're a loser. <laughs> God. See, he's so tricky. I just say, cállate. I don't need to listen to you. I cast it to him. God didn't say, I'll give you 20 minutes. After that, it's done. He said, cast it to me. And what gives me strength on that? I don't have to know it's gonna happen the moment I do it. I don't have to know that the answer's gonna come right away. I don't have to know anything. I just know this. I get inner security knowing that he cares about me. That's it. I, I have pure security of knowing that. So if I get the answer now or later, it takes time, I don't care. I'm secure now. That thing will take care of itself. Whatever I'm problems with, God cares about me. My life's shining now. I feel good. And here James is getting this point across to the people in the Jerusalem church. He's saying, listen, guys, gals, here's your answer. Make the right choices. Recognize the responsibility to look differently than what you've been looking at. Play this in a different way and your life will be transformed. You'll have a change in the atmosphere, all based upon the change of mind. Remember, you believe you. You believe you. Let's believe this above what we believe and make it what we start to believe to be what we believe. Do you understand? It's a transition. We want to be better. We got to be relentless. And that's what this year is demanding. Be relentless. Are y'all going to be relentless on this? Father, we thank you for the word. It's awesome. And we love the truth of the word of God because it does bring wisdom and instruction for life. We're putting force, putting forth this force of endurance in our life. We have the expectation of endurance producing success. Your word says that when endurance is operating at the level it's supposed to, good things happen. We become thoroughly equipped. We become lacking nothing, all because of the super empowerment of endurance operating in our lives. The choice we made is joy. The power that rises up is endurance 
and the product is success. That's what we see. That's what we believe because that's what your word shows us. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.